Welcome everybody to the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast, your home for all wrestling, everything wrestling. Soto, Soto, what's going on, boy? What's up? Happy Thanksgiving. Henry, welcome back. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Yeah, bringing back some guests here this time around. Got the uh, <laughs> got the host of Senpai Says and a co-host on the Sounds of the Hardware Podcast. Teams up with Soto on a regular basis. Of course, you got my co-host, Soto. What's going on? What's going on, guys? Let's get right to it. We have a lot to break down, a lot going on this week in wrestling, a lot of weird stuff that went down. Got some fans fighting, got some arguing with uh, former former employees, got some legends in the house talking about they're going to be uh, better than everybody else. So uh, first and foremost, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Like Friday. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was going to come up for about 12 hours or so after all that food. What y'all have? I had a ham. What y'all get? What y'all have? Everything you could possibly imagine. Yeah, me too. And we had, uh, I went to my sister's law, so we had a mixed uh, Thanksgiving. So I had like Jamaican food and Italian food. So there's just an and top of the Spanish food. So it was just like, hmm. I was done. Must be nice. My plate was like being in a buffet, you grabbing the crab legs and the oysters like that. I was just like, yeah, with the like crab legs? Yeah, yeah, seafood boil for Thanksgiving? No, 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 no. Like the plate stacked high. I had like Spanish food and Everything like that it was crazy. Yeah, the oxtail. That's how it's got it. <laughs> yeah, oxtail and everything. Yeah. Would you? Have oh, I said everybody picture the Kirby thing with the Kirby meme with the just food is going like that in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Would you get soda? Uh, I, I had everything. I had uh, andure, We had turkey. We had uh, pasteles. We had. Yeah, where's my pastele, man? You got a slappy stuff. <laughs> we had mac and cheese. We had potato salad. We had what else was there? Trying to think. Oh, we had fried uh breaded chicken, like we had a whole lot of things. Yeah, yeah beef stew too, didn't you said? I remember you said that too. Yeah. Oh, beef stew's my shit, man. Sounds delicious. I was simple. Me and my parents. We had uh ham, cornbread, um, candy yams, some Brussels sprouts, ham cheddar. I was delicious. So man, I missed that. I missed out on the collard greens this week, man. I was so mad. Oh, Kyrie's been in fire. They had it in a pot. They had it in a pot, and I missed out on the Batalios, too. I was so mad. I was like, oh, you're sick. I know. So <laughs> let's get right into it. So what we got? we got for the list for today? So we just got a, a whole bunch of topics on a very busy uh, wrestling week. Uh, we start off with uh, Monday Night Raw when a fan – uh, attacked Seth Rollins right after uh you know Seth Rollins uh, beat down Finn Balor as uh uh Seth Rollins was going back to the back he gets speared and attacked by someone randomly and uh you know quick quick uh move by the cameraman to like you know uh change the the camera angle but um I was wondering what what was your initial reactions uh, to this attack? Clearly, I'm gonna say this now. Clearly, Finn Balor needed help because I don't know why he lost that match in the first place. <laughs> but secondly, no, I, I don't even think the match even started. It was it just didn't. like a, no, it, it didn't, and it was a it no was just contest. a beatdown. Yeah, it was just a beatdown. <laughs> but they needed help. 
That's all I really say about that. But no, it's just I, like, I just I just don't know. But Balor's supposed to be getting pushed to the moon, and this is this doesn't really help. So, I don't know. It's it like this is the price to pay when you become that big of a personality as a celebrity. Fans going to take what you do for a living as seriously as you do. So for them, well, for for the wrestler in this case, that's Rollins. He's a professional wrestler. He's an entertainer. He is a living legend of people, which I think when it's all said and done, he will be in the pantheon of wrestling. I think when it's all said and done, he will be that. But then his fan idolized, obviously probably idolized Seth Rollins, wanted to be Seth Rollins, wanted to team up with Seth Rollins and seen Finn Balor. And then, no, I want to be with this guy and just decided, no, I'm going to turn heel like these guys do in, in, in the business and turned on Seth and attacked him vigorously and tried to back up Finn Balor. So is a fan trying to get involved with the business, trying to feel like he he's a part of it. Maybe you want to be a, a diehard Finn Balor fan. Maybe he was a diehard Seth Rollins fan. Maybe you wanted to, uh, I don't know. They just, security got to be better. Uh, they will be better now. Fans are back. And it's going to be like this for a while. You'll see a lot more reckless stuff in, down the line. But, you know, it was a, it was a very awkward and weird incident. Thank God Seth Rollins is okay. Thank God the fans are okay. Thank God no one's got hurt. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see the guidelines change for for fan interaction really quickly in regards for, for all this. One man ruined it for the rest of everybody else. And yeah, like uh, that kind of stuff is not really called for, like uh, with the fans jumping in. And I mean, they, they preach that for like just other events too. Like you're not supposed to jump the barricade. Like if the player chooses to interact with you, they choose to interact with you or not. Just go about your business. Like they're doing their business. You're yeah, doing their business, you know? Um, right. I do know that the fan supposedly got catfished by somebody claiming to be Seth Rollins was and he wasn't Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my bad for taking your point. <laughs> no, but, no, uh, no. But no, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, well, I know a little bit about the area cause I've worked in the field, uh, mental health. So I, apparently the guy that did it had some mental health issues. Now to the extent of his mental health issues, I really don't know, but I know his video that he did was pretty crazy. He was just talking about, uh, he was like uh, doing the Rikishi, I do it for my country, you know, but uh, type craziness. So that was, it was actually pretty funny, the video that he did. But um, obviously I know like with the intellectual stuff, he wasn't too much there. And like, he was just talking about like, like even though he knew it was a catfish, he still took it serious. And it's weird because if people are telling you it's a catfish, it's not really Seth Rollins, it was a fake account, stuff like that. You should have been, the first thing you should have did as a human is, oh, I'm sorry to the real Seth Rollins, I thought this was you. But no, he sort of kept it on and saying that he would sort of, and it sort of, I guess, indiscreetly saying he would do it again if he had an opportunity to. And yeah, obviously I, that's stupid because you're he, getting, you're basically banned from Mark Lyon. He, he's, he's still, still convinced, convinced, yeah, that it, it, he was actually talking uh, to, to Seth Rollins and um, just uh, adding more to what you said. So um, the the cat fishing scam goes back all the way uh, back, back to 2019. So uh, he thought he was actually talking to uh, Seth um, with the intentions of um, this fan who goes by um, uh, Eliza Spencer. That's the, the individual who attacks Seth Rollins. Um, he wanted to, you know, work his way up into the wrestling business. Um so he, uh, you know, he he thought that he was talking to the real Seth Rollins, and you know, uh, t- 
I guess never to, be he'll never get in the WWE uh, after that. Uh yeah, no, not only that, not only that. Um, it is one of the most stupidest things you can do. You don't attack a performer like that. Listen, I I, I went on to Twitter um to vent a little bit. It's like, you know, these these wrestlers are putting on their bodies on the line for our mm. entertainment and Yearly. you know to for you to do plus something days a stupid year. like that and then also <laughs> um the really really bad security on um you know the people center because it's not the first time brooklyn baby it's they always the, have problems i don't know what it is they just the, barclay the center last, has problems the last time it was uh during the hall of fame speech with uh, Brad oh, Hart, yeah, yeah, and, he got attacked. And that, him, yeah. yeah, and he got attacked from behind. So, um, they got to do better. Um, I'm pretty sure that the next time they'll, you know, they consider doing another show at the Barclays Center. Security is going to be more tight, hopefully. But um, going back to this fan, like it, it's just a dumb, idiotic uh, uh, thinking on this guy. Dumb people doing like, dumb shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I just want to touch on one thing, too. I guess I don't know if y'all would mention, but I think Chavo's Guerrero's comments were a little bit ignorant, too, saying that wrestlers become soft because, you know, that, oh, we would have handled that back in the day. Yeah, granted, maybe, right, they would have handled it differently, but now they have higher security. Things are a little bit different. And not only that, the wrestlers don't expect you, you know, to get put in a, in a headlock or be on a scuffle down the ground. They expect that to sort of be snuffed. Like, back in the it's day, you would see, like, wrestlers. You would see wrestlers get touched in the ring. And you sort of see the wrestlers do something or the security get there quickly. It's like, like you said, Barclay, it was sort of like a big, like, what are you doing moment? Like, like what does travel even mean by that? Like, <laughs> oh, it would have been handled differently. Like, wh- in what way? Well, we, we've seen that in the past with, like, uh, uh, there's a couple of, like, legit seven that actually, like, aired and stayed on TV. Where it was just, like, yeah. when Triple H and Stone Cold were wrestling. And like someone tried to get at Stone Cold, and they and them two legit beat the hell out of the guy. Even well, the, the one with Jericho, the one with Jericho, you know, Mike Chioda, they all jumped him, and then security got in. I mean, that's a different era. <laughs> yeah, that's a different that. era. Like I'm not gonna see Earl Hebner or um or anybody else come running in. Yeah, it was and, one with Earl Hebner that the fan jumped in, and actually you see Earl Hebner do a fly elbow like that. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's a different era. Like back in, in the '90s, it wasn't as much security as before. These guys are different people. Like. Yeah, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to worry about that before. It's like now, like people, like mm-hmm. you know, I get we had COVID and everything, but people act reckless and like, oh, like these things didn't happen. Like, oh, I want to make myself popular. You want to make yourself popular for five minutes, and then you're gonna have. Tom's the famous and, got you banned from all WWE events and probably and that and the Barclays Center too in general. So basically, he screwed. And not only that, you had you had what, however many thousand fans chanting, "You're an asshole" at you while you're going out the yeah. arena, and now they and know what, your real and, name. And what goes to show <laughs> if that goes down? They say, you know, we're done. We're 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 canceled show that due to uh you know uh our 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 wrestlers our our employees are at danger here. We're not gonna be here anymore. And then Roy well, rumor has it he's getting short. banned from all events. He's not gonna be able to go to any WWE events. Oh, and, and right and rightfully so. And to be honest with you, I think if if you really look at that um attack when like you know the the fan goes in head first for like a a good one or two seconds, Seth had him in like a Seth was another person like it, it, he would he would have been sleeping right now he would have been out like a light yeah but and, and you know what like if there's anybody it, it, for FCR they definitely would have been knocked the hell out <laughs> tell you that much <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but it, it's it's very terrifying to see stuff like that happen and then you know obviously yeah. you had 
um, you know, Michael Hayes and uh, Becky Lynch, like kind of like peeking uh, through the very, yeah, very Becky Lynch you saw, yeah, yeah. So it's like you, you never know um, what can happen, but security mm-hmm. got to be better than that because it's like this is the second time in you know. Is, I think it's in, recently it's been picking up though for WWE event, and I know it's not even a WWE event. I think Barclays having problems with other events too because I think they had a problem in the Nets game recently. With a couple it's, things, it's, it happens. The Barclays Center isn't meant to hold events. That's what holds sporting events. Is that the the Barclays Center is meant to have concerts and have that's what it's meant for. So when yeah. they play, if you ever seen how it looks during when they have the the Islander games, the Rangers Islanders when they play the Barclays, it was so it's so tight. When you're sitting at the glass, you're like you're doing this as you're trying to watch a game. When you're watching a Nets game after the first like six rows. Everybody's like this trying to watch. Everybody's uptight trying to watch a game. And if you're well, maybe high, they need to do a design thing. Yeah, like your own that. stadium. It's like when you're in a concert, it's nice. It's nice and easy. My parents been to a couple of concerts. I walked around when the brothers first opened up. They had um, I think uh Mark Anthony was having a concert. It's so spaced out, you can put more people in there. It's different when you have events going on, when you have sporting events, it's just a different feel. Yeah. And plus, with COVID coming back, they're not yet. They're probably not at full capacity. They're probably having guards doing double duties, different places, working multiple sections. If you saw what happened, yeah. we, we all did. The fan came out mm-hmm. the cut, came out the back, and just turned the corner. You know, it's just if, if going back to Chavo's argument, Charles' case. Yeah, back then, Russes took their own initiative, taking out fans. That happened. Eddie Guerrero beat up some dude. Um, they came out on Tuesday. I said on TikTok, they brought the RVD versus Guerrero ladder match. Guerrero beat the dude's ass and sort of and sort of the referee before the security got there. Chris Jericho's done it too. I think a fan jumped the ring one time. He was younger. Chris Jericho just well, yeah, one punch the fan without different era. But now these guys will do that if Seth Rollins puts him out. Guess what? He's getting sued now for for assault. Meanwhile, he did he did put him out though. I mean, like Chavo's defense is stupid because Rollins had him in a headlock, a guillotine basically, and told him basically. Yeah. You're going to no, go night-night. Rollins knocks him out, then what happens? Now the fans are going to sue for assault and damages. And now they that, here's, but, here's the kicker, too. Mental health. They're going to say, oh, yeah, you put a you put a guillotine on a person that has mental mental health issues but, and intellectual disabilities, blah, blah, blah. But That's here's the thing. Wrong. But here's the thing, though. Now there's motive, you know? Now that he's uh, gone, not, you know, gone out publicly to say, because now, you know, Spencer, who's now uh, being charged with uh, attempted assault, um, and violation of arts and, and cultural affa- uh, affairs. Yes. He went on. Which I didn't um, even know was a charge. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't even charge nowadays. But, I, 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 I didn't know that. I was like, oh. But he did, <laughs> he did give a, a statement to the Daily News saying, uh, and like Michael Cole says, and I quote, I apologize to the WWE for my actions. I had legitimate beef with, um, I'm sorry, I had a legitimate beef, but as a grown man, I could have settled it. A different way if i saw him today i wouldn't have tagged him i've moved on That's yeah, it. So, uh, I, I don't really buy it he went no is that how he put it? he went for his for his five minutes of fame he got he got fooled and he got embarrassed now because now he got used catfish now he got beat up by seth rollins and everybody else got thrown out of barclays he's probably not allowed back in barclays not back at any events anymore i think next week they're going to be in long island so he won't be there so it's just like you just ruin any chance to have any live interaction. And lo and behold, Seth Rollins knows that person's face now. So what if he goes to a signing event? Right. Hey, remember me? No, like it's not gonna, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be good. Is he ruined? He's gonna, 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 gonna knock his ass off. He sees him, guaranteed. So, so it's just stupid. Stupid. And he made a. I think he made a 
I don't know if it was social media posts or Instagram or one of those sites, but I know he did a post where he sort of contradicted when he apologized, saying that, you know, he would he could have handled it differently, but, you know, he still has beef with uh, Seth Rollins, a.k.a. Kobe Lopez. He's, uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, he's delusional at this point. I'm just um, like, dude, like, you, 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 you got put in a headlock. You basically went night-night, like Kevin Hart says, quote-unquote. You went night-night. Right. So, I mean, you got your five minutes of fame. You had what twenty thousand people in Brooklyn chanting, "You're an asshole." Basically, now you get banned from Barclay probably for all events that's including concerts, sports events, probably all WWE events because I'm WWE don't play when you contact and, the wrestling. And that's the thing; it, it might not be WWE; it might be other wrestling events in general. You know, like AEW or you know whatever shows in town. He can't, so. he can't go to anything if so. Let's say yeah. AEW decides to do a Barclay show. Oh, yeah, I'm going to see AW. Nope, you can't go. Why? Because you're banned because you attack the fan because you're a dumbass. So, uh, keeping on this Raw trend, it's been announced that um, Edge will be returning on this week's episode of uh, Raw. Now, we haven't seen Edge since uh, his victory over Seth. I think it was at Crown Jewel. Am I I not mistaken? Yes, Crown Jewel. Cool, cool, cool. So, with Edge returned now set in stone, uh, who do you guys think is the best option to have a feud, you know, to have a feud with Edge? Like, who should Edge feed with? Mm. I'll let B go first. I'll think about that. Yeah, you can lead on this one. I go first? Okay, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, um, I think it should be AJ Styles. Uh, I feel like that's a feud that uh, a lot of people, a lot of fans have wanted. Um it's it's kind of like a dream match like one of those like you know fantasy matchups and uh you know now the possibilities there they're both on the raw brand um you know we we've seen we've seen edge versus seth which is something that uh, you know a lot of people wanted i think another you know another option is uh, aj styles um now i don't know how it's going to play out because they're also building up almost so um but I feel like Edge and AJ Styles is that is that rivalry that that can you know um, take Raw to the next level. Um, if, you know when when uh, when you think of AJ Styles, one of the best in ring performers, and then you think of Edge, um, you know coming back after what was it nine years, um, you never thought that you know that match could possibly happen, and now it can happen. Um, and that's just a, a, a rivalry that, that can easily, um, raise ratings. Um, and you know, if you want viewership, well, you know what, if you build properly around that feud, it could definitely raise, um, it could definitely raise that. I mean, that when every time there was a segment, uh, with edge and Seth Rollins, it, it, it kind of seemed like it was like a, a can't miss TV, you know? Um, so yeah, I think AJ Styles is, and then listen, um, I love AJ Styles, um, and and I appreciate him taking that seat back and and trying to focus on the tag team division and, um, you know, trying to, uh, show almost the way, you know, the ropes and whatnot, but I think it's time for, you know, AJ Styles to get back into that main event scene. So So you've been saying that for a while too. So yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That's a. I mean, go ahead. I'm still thinking about mine. Yeah. No, I mean, 
AJ Styles is a good one. I know that uh, just thinking about when Edge comes back, they did say he was coming back um, to Raw when he came back. He's coming back as a, a face. Excuse me. I know you can't say baby face anymore or heel or whatever. So, but for our sakes, for our podcast, he's coming back as a face. So um, it makes sense for him to feud with a heel and not feud with somebody that's also a face like him. So somebody like AJ Styles would probably be ideal. Like uh, they have been teasing that uh, they're going to break up uh, AJ Styles and Amos. So, I mean, um, they're going to break both of them up at some point because obviously he won that battle royal. But I'm not sure how they're going to break them up or what that's going to lead to, if that's going to lead to a match between those two, which <laughs> in my opinion, obviously – Back in the day, AJ Styles would have no chance against a giant, but this is a uh, WWE now, so I mean, there's a chance. I mean, Rey Mysterio was the uh, biggest little man they say back in the day to win. So I mean, it's a great champ, by the way. Just yeah, you, <laughs> you could do that. Um, they have been talks of uh, breaking up, uh, believe it or not, Randy Orton and Riddle, but I don't know if that's a good idea because right now, Randy's sort of exploring another character realm of being different with the humor part of his uh, character sort of coming out a little bit more, it seems like Randy Orton actually is enjoying it a little bit because that's how he is when he does like a YouTube and TikTok videos. He's sort of like crazy and funny and does stuff Mm -hmm. with his his daughter and his wife. So he does that kind of stuff. So it is funny. So they did tease that. So, I mean, edge versus Randy Orton would be freaking classic again, because that was, you know, then that, but I know it's kind of tried. Yeah, that's, been that, a, that's yeah. where I kind of disagree a little bit because we've I was seen say it like three it, more it, times. I was just going to say it's, it's tied and tried. That's the, the next thing I was going to yeah. get to. Is it's it's been happened, but because they do you, put on a good matches though. So I mean, I, but if no, no, you, you you're you're absolutely right. I just I just and sorry to cut you off. I just see it no, good, similar man. to like CM Punk's path in AEW, where you know um, CM Punk is feuding with you know. Uh, different different guys right after the you know after he beats somebody he moves on to the next guy and i think yeah. you know that's that's what you know uh they're doing with edge you know um coming back feeds with um randy orton uh you know unfortunately then he gets injured continues his mm-hmm. fruit, uh, feed with randy orton then he moves on uh to seth rollins uh and then you know uh i See, I, I I don't I don't know about Randy Orton. It's like, do you really want to go back to that? No, you want to get going to have one more too. Yeah, because I was gonna say Riddle. So the rumors, what they were saying is, remember I said they were thinking about breaking him up. The rumors, and here here's where the twist comes in. They were thinking of keeping Randy Orton like a tween, but sort of a face mostly, and not no more of a heel. They were actually considering turning Riddle into like a heel. So then you could get a match between Edge and Riddle, a heel Riddle which would be interesting too, because they've never really done anything at all. And I know uh, Riddle's had high praise for Edge over the years and Edge has high praise for him over the years. So that would be another possibility too. So I'd probably say top three would be probably be AJ, like you had Randy Orton and Riddle. All right. So before Edge went off TV for a while, he was in in competition for um, for the championship, right? Supposed to go against Reigns in the third. Um, I'm going to go with something a little bit different and I'm going to say, uh, I think he'll end up going, like doing a little bit of back and forth. So why are you trying to figure out what you're trying to do on SmackDown? He actually might go fight Sami Zayn and do something like that for a bit. Somebody be coming along and do something stupid. All right. Then you'll, you'll see Sami Zayn on Raw. 
and Edge will follow him for some reason, whatever reason, because we all know the rosters never stick as it's supposed to. So I'm going on that route and going a little more of the mid-card level, and he'll go after someone like Sami Zayn and um, do a quick one-off until the Rumble starts and then make way forward because he'll be the, he'll be in the Rumble. Um, maybe they do something in Raw's where he'll go to Raw for a little bit because SmackDown is loaded right now. Raw needs a lot of help. So I think he is on Raw. Raw. I don't think he can go to SmackDown actually. I think he was drafted to Raw, if I'm not mistaken. They see all the time, but we see people go back and forth all the time. That's, that's what true. I'm that's true. I was only saying that. Um, maybe Simi does some dumb does some dumb shit to him, gets him out of the Rumble. He deals with Sami Zayn and gets back into the hunt for uh, Fast Lane or whatever they're going to change it this year to be. Um, yeah, they're always changing it. Whatever it is. Um, and do something like that. It's quick, Something quick. A quick one-off or get back into it. I would say Kevin Owens. Uh, I'm surprised I'm surprised nobody mentioned Kevin Owens. because I was thinking I'm, that, but he's in a feud right now with Big E. Right. right. So, that, he's not going to – he might not He might not be back on, on WWE. That's why I, was, I just say he might not be back. Well, same thing I, with Sami Zayn, too. So here's the thing. Like, I – you know, when asking the question, I was like, all right, you know what, pick pick one guy. And I was hoping one of you guys would say Kevin Owens because that possibility, even though he's kind of like in this feud with Big E, that could actually happen, you know? Big E could beat Kevin Owens and then Kevin, Kevin Owens out of frustration because we've seen a new, um, I guess, meaner, you know, more heel. Oh, uh, fellow Canadians, Kevin too. Owens, he, exactly, he can turn, take that frustration uh, against a, a returning edge. Yeah, so, he could. Uh, he could. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I was kind of like, you know, I was a little shocked. None, none of you said uh, Kevin Owens. I just didn't say because uh, he's he's the leaving aspect of it. Him and Sammy's Zane. Way out. Like, until they confirm he's coming back, I'm not going to play anything against, especially anything going with the cuts. Like, Hit Row came up. Hit Row was cool. Hit Row got cut. It's like, uh, oh. Well, there's more to that why they got cut, but that's been, that's been leaking out slowly. So... Uh, last uh, last night on SmackDown, we found out that there is a new number one contender for Roman oh, Reigns' God. universal title, and that is none other than Sami Zayn. Now, that ain't, uh, that's not gonna, that just, ain't gonna stick. Just what? What's your uh, quick thoughts on that? That ain't gonna stick. I, I thought the theory that you said yesterday. One off, one match. Probably won't even make it to the to the match. Well, I don't even think it's gonna be a match. Whatever it is. Uh, that's I, gonna be a main eventer on Vlad TV, and that's that. I, I don't think there's gonna be a match. I I, I honestly uh, feel like there's a possibility where uh, Brock Lesnar takes that takes that opportunity away from Sami Zayn. Either like I think so too, taking him out, um, or uh, facing Sami Zayn in a one on one match for or you know. Threat. All right. Uh, so <clears throat> more on to outside uh of uh you know wwe well actually no it, it kind of ties in so um a lot of fans notice that andrade no longer follows charlotte flair on social media uh you know they've been together since 2019 um and you already know they're they're always you know referencing each other on whether it's twitter or or instagram but no, uh, you know, fans have noticed that you know the the following was not there. It's not not there anymore. Uh, 
is this um relationship over or are they going through a it's social a... media it's not that serious nobody really knows it's that's just like the biggest question mark right now in wrestling it is social media i agree with Billy on that the social media could just stop on following each other because people could just be harassing them or whatever it may be or things but they did say andrade took a lot of photos of them off of his instagram so that's a little weird too i mean that's a big red flag there I know um, Ric Flair also stopped following Andrade. Yeah, it's, it, um, it seems a combination of both. Like, I know, B, you said, oh, it's social media. True. But then again, the taking down the photos is yeah. also like a red flag. So it'll be a business nobody, right, nobody, is business-wise. So it's like... Nobody, it really, can't, nobody really can confirm. Um, uh, remember, Andrade's in AEW and publicly andrade has said that you know well i don't know publicly but i'm pretty sure um he's wanted charlotte flair to oh no he said it publicly yeah, yeah. She also so, said, he said i'm not leaving wwe they pay me well why would i not leave so it's okay exactly. well, let's not make this yeah but she could say that for pr purposes but then behind the scenes look how she's been acting so it's it, 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 also the same thing as pr everything was and, and remember uh, couple... has all the all the um the rights you can't twitch and, social media. You can't do that now because WWE owns that. The, the owner right. Twitch rights. So it's like, all right, fine, fuck it. So now yeah. we'll really make it look like we're together. We're not together. I don't know. Okay. Maybe they're in. Maybe they're in a rough spot, and maybe they agreed to stop following each other so they don't have to see each other's stuff. They write, um, even be. though technically, I mean, you could put their stuff private so then they can't see each other. Maybe they're in a break. You know, maybe Ric Flair just said, okay, I'm gonna respect it. But you know, Ric Flair got his own controversies, which you know, I know. Obviously, you guys definitely have touched on before. <laughs> well, speaking of Ric Flair, we go on to our next topic, where Ric Flair says, uh, you know, that, you know, WWE um, ha- has done, uh, you know. And dirty? Pretty much. Uh, and that he's open to work for AEW. Um, he hasn't heard anything from, from Tony Khan. Um, Ric Flair has on, uh, you know, has gone to say, I've made more money last week in the first week of our podcast than I made in my first year of wrestling in 1973. So I'll be okay. That is facts because and we went to uh, the big event. There was a huge Damn. line for the <laughs> line for Ric Flair at $65 a photo. Yo. And I was before he- there. I'd have to say, honestly, 400 was 350 to 400 was for Ric Flair. Yeah. And in that podcast, um, he's, uh, you know, he's gone on to say that I appreciate the athletes and the people that are involved in it, meaning uh, AEW, but I'm not actively in discussion with anybody. Yes. I would go uh, to work for Tony Khan. I will never go back to WWE. That's what they said. He did say he had an offer from another company overseas to work. That's not AEW. He's still got a lot of, of ties in Japan still. So, but but here's the thing: I think he said that because he's sour because of one thing. Rick took Flair, him off the intro. No, no, not even that. <laughs> Rick Flair has been pushing hard to have like either one last match or one last run. So, in Rick Flair's mind, he's thinking WWE would would never give me that, but AEW they won't give it to Hulk Hogan. They won't but even AE, give it to but AEW makes it to, uh, <laughs> to getting around. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, he can barely walk anyway. So AEW, 
um, he thinks AEW would probably give him that opportunity. And to be honest with you, he's I don't I don't know if AEW would do that. Listen, they they've given Sting the opportunity. They've given uh, who else? Uh, Tully Blanchard. They've given um, you know. Yeah, but all those WWE all, all, all those Arn guys Anderson, can wrestle. Right, and they they worked on it for years to get their conditioning up and to get their bodies right. WWE I, doesn't see it like that. They look I at just, the path Daniel Bryan had to go to uh, Brian Danielson now. Like look yeah. at the path he had to go through. It's crazy. I, I just see it as a way that if he goes to AEW, they they already have three fourths uh, of the four horsemen. They have. I don't know if AEW is going to touch him. The, after the that's the thing. I, I I don't know. With AEW, you just never know. At this point, I just think just the contrary is a little hot. I think it's still hot from the uh because I, I watched the series, the dark side of the ring. Like that, helicopter. <laughs> I think that series is still like it's still like the ghost that lives in his mind. Like it it won't go away. He denies it, but obviously other wrestlers sort of like indirectly don't deny it. But I think yeah, eventually will he go to EW? Probably, but I think they'll do it once it dies down and all the controversy goes away. Cause I think I mean, right now and it's, it's dying hot. down because when we went to the big event. Ric Flair's line was crazy. It was the biggest line there. OD. So it's like, well, Ric Flair's think... always con- Ric Flair's always controversy. So let's put let's be honest. He always, yeah. you know, uh, controversy creates cash. So let's 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 be honest. So like he always says like him saying he's never going to go back to WWE. And what he said, quote unquote, I'm going to do the Michael Cole. And I quote, he said, "I would work for Vince McMahon. I will never work for Nick Khan." End quote. <laughs> That's what he said. At the so, end of the day, Rick is going to make this money no matter what. Rick's going to be good no matter what. He is arguably the greatest of all time. Arguably, pound for pound, the number one wrestler ever to live. Championships, accolades, achievements, legacy, moments in, in, in life. It's just he, he is the epitome of what every wrestler wants to be. He also all wants of our goals, back from all our legends wish they were Ric Flair. So, um, going on to... Uh, more uh, WWE news. So Bailey uh, posted a picture of her in crutches, uh, but then again, would comment, let's say, on Rhea Ripley's uh, Instagram. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Twitter. You know, kind of okay. like teasing, teasing a feud. Also saying the thing, the same thing to Carmella, teasing a feud. Also um, teasing a feud or attacking, you know, Zia uh, Lee. My thing is, she's in this photo. She's with crutches, right? Do you think Bailey's return is sooner than later? It, like, I, I Bailey... think so. I think I think that's a tease for the crutches are basically there and they're about to come off, and she's ramping up her work. Yeah, I think so. And what's it, most interesting about this was uh, she wasn't drafted uh, during. So the she's a free agent. Draft. So technically, so she, she is a free agent. Exactly. Um, she she wants. And for those who don't choose. know. Uh, Bailey uh, went under surgery to repair a torn ACL. I think uh, the worst July. So um, you know, ACL wrestling timeline Brandon, shorter than uh, uh, Brandon. Uh, apologize to reminisce in the past, but <laughs> you've uh, torn your ACL. How long of recovery does that take? As we can see, my big old. This is more than one thing. Obviously, this is uh ACL, meniscus, cartilage, and patella tendon. So twice, yeah. right? What's up? You did it twice, right? ACL. Yeah, I tore my. I tore all the cartilage in my meniscus, 
I pretty much got what uh, happened to Jason Kidd, Penny Hardaway. Uh, actually, what ruined Penny Hardaway's career is what happened to me um, in regards to like, the surgery process. And then the second time around, um, I tore my ACL completely and my patella tendon was uh, ruptured. Um, believe it or not, the the recovery time, like the rehab wasn't as bad with the ACL and patella tendon. Actually, it was very simple. The meniscus and microfracture was worse. I've never been in that much pain in my life post-op for six weeks in bed, then six weeks on crutches with no, so I, I, pretty, I was pretty much four months, three months, no, no walking. So it, it was so bad. With the ACL, I was able to get back in six months to the first, to the first, um, first injury, first surgery took six months to, um, like be somewhat normal to walk regularly. And then, um, with the ACL specifically for this situation, um, it took me four months to get back to normal. That's four months to walk. I wasn't legit playing basketball from first surgery to, to time I really came back was two years. And that's on top of the, that's on top of the patella tendon, but the ACL was eight months before I was able to like do things where I used to do it on a regular basis and, and be comfortable doing it with wrestling. As I spoke to people before, as my buddy Aaron told me about, about injuries, it's not about thinking about it. It's just the different angles you're stepping and you're making the moves like Seth Rollins, that power bomb off the top rope when you're catching somebody is so commonly done once and he blew his knee out once you go through that it's just adjusting to how your foot's going to step the first time you're not going to step the same time like in a 30 degree angle it's like a 35 it could be a different angle every time you step so whether the knee can hold that specific angle so she can get back in six six months no problem or no she's she's approaching what six five months now yeah, I think so. And be good to go in two months and just do promos. Or I know I partially tore mine, so I mean, I know I know how it feels technically. I know I tore it playing baseball years ago. I never corrected it, but from what I know, it's a healed. But I still have like scarring and stuff there, so it's probably going to be like arthritis in my knee. I still have it. There's days that I'm fine, but when I play ball, yeah, I have to work now of like working that out. The, the ripping and the tear is not actually the ligament; it's the scar tissue just adjusting. Back. Yeah. I can I can't play ball. I can't do sports without having a knee brace on my left knee because if not, I'm gonna be aching and I'm not gonna be able to walk. And yeah. just, that's how that's how painful it is. Is the callus and the scar <laughs> tissue just like shredding away? What it's gonna that's what it's gonna do anyways. And then you go through that process. But then you do that, and then you might have to go through the idea of getting some uh, debris removed. Some you know, and they go in, they go take a little scope, and they do. Uh, I'd rather just take that thighs. I don't want to do no surgery. Knee <laughs> drained a lot, and that takes a process as well. So it, yeah, it's nah, pretty good for no. certain athletes. Wrestling is is very, um, very specific because the way your angles are doing, you're going through everything with your with your legs, even with shoulders, your back. But you're getting put in different situations. So yeah. if she gets back in, but she's not a physical wrestler, so that's the good thing. If it was like Stone Cold with his knees, you know, the knees took him out as well as his back, or Taker. Taker's a physical guy, you know, his physical guy. Yeah. 2008 to 2018 is a big difference. Hogan too. Hogan was physical too. So it's just a different thing. You know, someone like Nia Jax, uh, 
Shayna Baszler when it would if they ever get hurt in regards to knees, whatever, it's a different mindset because they're very physical compared to like Carmelo, who is you know flimsy. She's not she's she's a finesse wrestler. So it all depends on how she wants to go about it. Maybe this change her wrestling style. Maybe she comes back and is like this heel uses more weapons, uses less less toll on the body. Or she could be what she used to do, like her and Sasha Banks did back in the day and just like beat the fuck out of each other. And she gets back into that. It's all dependent. I mean, her injury, her injury was a freak thing, though, wasn't it? It was because she was well, training in a. Well, let, let's take Seth Rollins, uh, since you guys mentioned him uh, as an example. So Seth Rollins tore his ACL in uh, November at a live event and then came back in May. So that's what, approximately seven, six, seven months? Yeah. Six months, yep. So, and he was projected to be out six to nine months, which is kind of like the range of Bailey. So, could we be seeing Bailey at the Royal Rumble as a surprise mm-hmm. appearance? I, I probably, a la John Cena, when John Cena had the, in, the injury, that I think he had a timetable, he came back faster, but he didn't really. I remember it was in the, I remember watching on TV at the Madison Square Garden, Pop was fucking insane. He blew, he blew, he blew like, his shoulder. I think it was shoulder and peck, and he was gone yeah, he it, for it, a year. A peck is no joke. A peck and a bicep, that's no joke. How long did he come back after? It was like a couple like months, months, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but he, the pop he got, but but they were smart WWE because they had him do limited movements, which was just like you know simple moves when he came back. So they could have Bailey do a rumble appearance, have her do a couple of simple moves, either get eliminated, you know, in a you know safe conventional way. And have her start a feud with somebody because obviously she's teasing a couple feuds. So who is going to be more than likely Bailey's not going to come back as a face? I guarantee she won't come back as a face. Whoever she goes against, it's going to be all uh, based on how she's going to wrestle. If she gets, yeah. if she puts in a lot of work at the Rumble, okay, that that's that's the scale. That's the litmus test. Okay, cool. She put out three wrestlers and she was there for fifteen minutes. She looks good. Okay, we can put her in a triple threat. Put her in a put her in the middle of a few just cause and let her get pinned yeah. so it doesn't hurt anybody else. Or she Could goes five field, minutes probably, yeah. and she is knocked down five minutes and she looks bad. Okay, let's take her away. Let her go against somebody mid. Natalia. Um, I think it's gonna be Rhea Ripley. She's feuding with. I don't think. I think that one. I think Rhea Ripley is gonna break away from the tag team and I think she's gonna go back. To being a singles competitor, I think Carmella and uh, Queen Zelina are going to stay as a thing because obviously they've been teasing that for a while. So I think cool. they're going to give them a little bit of run as a tag team. But I do think Rhea is going to go back. So last question before star. we move on: Who needs her more, Raw or SmackDown? <laughs> Raw. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. SmackDown is Raw. At least standard. SmackDown's right fine. Now. You don't. SmackDown is fine. SmackDown. All right. SmackDown's getting close to three million viewers every. Every week they're starting to get creeping up a little bit because they're getting a little yeah. bit more edgier. Raw, I, I don't understand. Just one thing I'm gonna say: I, I don't understand why SmackDown is sort of pushing the boundaries on edginess, like sort of like NXT is. But Raw, being on the same network that NXT is on, is not pushing the same boundaries that NXT is pushing. They're sort of like going staying with the PG well, thing, but well, the PG thing is not working for them. I, they think real quick. They think Raw is in good hands. They 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 feel like people are going to tune in no matter what. That's why they're pushing NXT to be edgier so they can gain that viewership. Regarding Smack, uh, SmackDown, different networks. Fox Fox is, Fox is putting the pressure. It's like Fox is stepping on WWE's neck right now for, for, for better content. That's why SmackDown kills it almost every week. Um, but going on to NXT news, uh, one of the uh, major news uh, coming out of NXT right now 
is uh, Johnny Gargano and his contract situation. Um, so uh, it was reported at first that his contract was going to be up December 3rd, but he did um, sign a seven-day extension. So now his contract is up December 10th. So uh, he could do, uh, you know, war games and I guess the, the post NXT show. Um, and, you know, Gargano is, is uh, considering all his options at, at this point. Um, his wife, Candice LeRae, it, it has been out um, due to pregnancy. Um, and it's also been reported that her contract is up in May. But due to all that time that she missed, WWE might add those, uh, you know, add those months yeah. in. So she might be um, she might be with WWE all of 2022. Having said that, does Johnny Gargano oh, was... leave? Does Johnny A-E-W. Gargano leave? Because <laughs> it, it kind of seems like it kind of seems like it's the same approach uh, Adam Cole did. Um, you know, Adam Cole with his uh, rivalry with um, Kyle O'Reilly. Um, WWE fucked up and didn't know when exactly his contract was going to end. It, it, it turned out to be earlier than expected. And then Adam uh, Adam Cole signed like a very short extension, just like Johnny Gargano just did, uh, to, you know, um, to play out the rest of the of, of the feud. Um, so all I'm seeing is WEA. Oh, this is back was on my screen. I read the first time. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You so have I don't. Oh, so, yeah, it was backwards on my screen. What the hell? I so I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think W. I don't think he's going to sign with WWE. I think he's sort of doing the good faith negotiations, sort of like uh, Adam Cole did. Um, I know his wife would be stuck there, but if you know she gets stuck there, and he leaves, I doubt WWE is really going to utilize her. So she might be one of those talents that's let go before her contract's up. So either way, and she won't have the uh, typical, you know, ninety days. She'll have the thirty days. So if he leaves. He, she figures that she'll go with him wherever. So, you know, they're not going to be apart, obviously. Um, I think that WWE is uh, trying to get rid of the older independent wrestlers that they had, a lot of them. I think, um, yeah, Gargano's not staying. I'm going to be realistic here. I don't think he's staying. I think he signed that just in good faith. I think uh, Kyle O'Reilly's gone. I think he's leaving. And I think, honestly, when uh, Tomasa Ciampa's contract's up, too, he's gone, too. I don't think none of those guys are going to stay because they're just seeing – the direction WWE is going and how they're treating the rosters, the main, the wrestlers on the roster, it makes you scared to want to jump ship. And at the yeah, same I mean, time, yeah, he has a, he has a title, but still. See, here's the thing: it's 50-50 about that because we know that when you get called up to the main roster, it's like it's 50-50 at this point. It's like either they make you a star or they mess you up. They mess you up like they messed up Keith Lee, uh, Karrion Cross. Uh, they're going to mess up Adam Cole and and a, and a bunch of others. But they, at the same time, they could probably make you a star like they did with Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest, and Riddle. So that's why I say it's 50-50. Um, I honestly shout think... Out to, he, shout out to Heel Priest. That's what I'm going to say. Shout out to Heel Priest. <laughs> um, I, I honestly feel at the end of the day, he is staying. Um, it kind of seems that WWE is really, really pushing hard for him to sign that multi-year contract. He listen. The possibility of AEW is there, but AEW is becoming too too crowded. I think I mean, he would go it, to. It, it would New it Japan. would be nice. It would be nice for uh, for Johnny Gargano to go to AEW, um, and you know what? He can have another feud with with, with Adam Cole, or, or or even a match with with Daniel Bryan, or you know the possibilities 
on AEW are endless. But um, I ultimately think he he's he's considering all options, but I think he's going to be a stain. Um, and I think then, he's going to go to impact. On, and next one on the list is Kyle O'Reilly, which I do think Kyle O'Reilly um, is uh, um, leaving. He's AEW yeah, he's a, he's AEW bound because there's already a storyline waiting for him. You know, they already uh, reunited Bobby Fish and Adam Cole. So uh, all, you the, all you need is one more, the third original member. Yeah, um, and then what about Roderick Strong? What's going on with him? Well, I mean, Roderick Strong has Diamond Mind, so it's not like... And then, plus, the original members of, of Undisputed Era were Fish, O'Reilly, and Cole, so... Um, they'll, kill, that, they'll kill Diamond Mind just like they killed Hit Row. I'm not even going to get my hopes up with that. Uh, that's something that we have to wait and see. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, news broke out, um, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I'm not mistaken, uh, that WWE is losing their television deal in Japan. Uh, which is huge. Very, very huge. Um, yeah, it, it kind of seems to me that, I don't know, like connections between WWE and Japan are, are going sour. You know, uh, I remember f- uh, a couple of years ago, uh, WWE wanted their own NXT uh, version of you know uh, Japan in Japan, um, but I think COVID um, kind of like COVID ruined that. And yeah. I think they were supposed to have the they were supposed to have a couple wrestlers be like the ambassadors over there and transfer to NXT brand Japan. But obviously, a couple of them retired, a couple of them left. A lot of them had a lot of negative things behind closed doors to say about WWE. So I think that's why things have soured there. They need to get it together because. It- if anybody can go there and take, oh, you couldn't do it, we'll do it. AEW is going to do it. Well, they don't I mean, know how to push. They don't know how to well, push the Asian American, Asian wrestlers. WWE. Here's, That's the here's, here's probably one reason why um, things are not like well, you know, did not look good between both parties. Um, so, listen, I hate using Dave Meltzer as, as a reference, but I'm going by what the he goat. said. I'm going by what he said. Um, so he, this is what he said between the situation between WWE and J Sports. Um, they're they're definitely cut back uh, when it comes to that market because the international version of the WWE Network apparently no longer broadcasts pay per views in Japanese. So that was a cutback that was already made as well. So yikes! Yikes! Big yikes! Not good. Um, well, WWE on- has a history of doing that. I mean, look at uh, look at how they treat Shinsei right now on uh, wrestling, Asian wrestler. They sort of have him like as a, as a joke. Like if you look at his 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 history, he's a decorated champion wherever he's been, big time wrestler. Even NXT, he was like super over. I mean, he's over now, but they have a history of botching a lot of Asian wrestlers, and that's a problem for Japan too. I mean, I think if there was the only person that they haven't like messed up on, I think is Oscar, uh, which we where's haven't she, seen. Where's she right now? We have well, we haven't seen her uh, in a he's while. She's healthy, they said. So I don't know. I don't know but, what they're planning. But but she the, everybody. So it's like but, no, no. But in during the pandemic, she was a work a workhorse. Yeah. So oh, I don't know. I don't, no, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure she's back. I mean, well, she's ready to be back. But um, and she improved her English a lot too. Even though it's still yeah. she still has an accent, she she could say a lot more than she did. So and she worked r- on it. Rumors have it she she might be going through a character change. So um, that's oh, something God. to keep uh, eyes out. What they gonna make? Uh, what they gonna make her now? Jesus Christ! I don't know, but I I love Oscar's character. 
so I WWE, I don't think I don't think WWE has messed up on her at all because on NXT she was the top female superstar, and then in WWE she was the top. Uh, she has trademarks on her character, so I think anything that they. But I remember when she came to WWE, that was some of the stipulation that they can't trademark her character that she owns that character right up. I think she's one of the and, only and, ones. And actually, you know what? You know who I think is probably going to follow those footsteps? Io Shirai. Because EO has been killing it in NXT, and I do believe she's going to kill it in the WWE. Well, when she gets called up. Um, so on to good news. Uh, uh, congratulations uh, to Kofi Kingston and Mustafa Ali, who uh, welcomed uh, baby girls into their world. You know? Shout out to them. Shout out to yeah, them. I saw Mustafa um, Ali's yesterday. Uh, they posted a picture of it. Yeah. So, so he was praying on it for a long time, his uh, to have a daughter, and he did. So shout out Stephanie. So yeah, both both of them wel- uh, welcomed uh, their third child. So, um, Sheesh. congratulations to both. Um, you know, and hope everything went well. Now on to some AEW news. Uh, AEW re-signed the Young Bucks. Uh, they extended them. Uh, I think it was like a two-year deal. Now I'm not sure if it's if they're deal ends up in 2024 or in 2026 uh i don't know if uh anyone has really clarified that yet um this is is key was short and sweet when they want to leave they'll leave but they'll be there for a long time this is just no they'll they'll be yeah i i think listen to be honest with you i think the young bucks have about three or four more years of wrestling even though they're young even though they're young but I feel like after they retire, they they'll they'll um, it's gonna be like behind the scenes stuff, you know. So, but no, those guys they're actually really cool dudes in real life. Um, Soto, uh, we did the uh, fantasy basketball what was it basketball podcast? Remember my friend David that was there in there? He actually interacted with them a couple of years ago on uh, social media, and Young Bucks actually did like a super super kick for the holidays. We had T-shirts and a whole bunch of uh, things made for them. The Young Bucks actually sent him money and interacted with him and followed him and talked wow. to him. At, at some point, they actually, yeah, they actually listened, gave him money for him I, to do I, that. I would love to have him on the show. Yeah, dude, so. he is. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him because he actually would be a good thing for the yeah. podcast. He he knows his shit, man. He's he's a big, big Miss fan. I'll tell you that much. Okay, okay. That is one Perfect. of his favorite wrestlers. That is one of his favorite wrestlers. You talk bad about the Miz, he will give you. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> But well, we I, know I, who we talked about about the Miz this week, so we'll we'll, we'll be talking about that shortly. But uh, <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely do back you up in the sense that they are good people because I personally met the Young Bucks um, at the big event a couple of years ago, um, and it was like a five minute thing because you know their line was so big. It's kind of like those in and out, in and out, in and out. But yeah. I did have a poster where they signed, and they were like, oh. Like, where did you guys get, you know, where did you get this poster? So it was like a quick conversation, but um, really cool, chill dudes. And um, I would love the opportunity to meet them again. So I'll definitely um, second you on that one. Um, so on to, um, you know, a little bit of sad news. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, Jim Ross uh, came out and said that he has to undergo uh, 22 radiation um, treatments uh, for his uh, skin cancer and that um, he will be taking some time uh, off, um, you know, to, to deal with that. So, um, you know, we, we all wish Jim Ross the best. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's, he's been through a lot the last couple of years. 
Right. It will soon, Jr. Yeah. So making you know, that barbecue, keep doing them chefs that you're doing, and keep being the legend that you are. You yeah, we're, we're we're definitely looking um forward uh to your return, and we hope um you uh you know kick a cancer's ass. He, um, he's had, I think he had some form of other cancer before too, and he's had Bell palsy. He also dealt with the death of his wife uh, a couple years ago, so that was hard on him too. So right. he's had a lot happen. So I mean, uh, definitely hope he gets well, and I hope he uh, basically uh, I'll use the young buck super kicks cancer in the face. Absolutely, absolutely. Now to close off the show, we go on to the very, very last topic, which is CM Punk versus MJF. Amazing, amazing, incredible promo to start off AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday. What are yeah, your Henry, Henry, I, asked, I got to I see it every time now. I able to watch it. Uh, yeah. Is MJF a less famous Smiz? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know because for me, it's it's crazy, but I do I, I love the Miz on the mic. Like the Miz has so much personality on the mic when it comes to that. I don't know what it is, but like you sort of you have to hate him, but you have to like him at the same time. And like I think that's the same way with MJF. Like the things he says, and like they can sort of be controversial, some of the things he says, MJF, because I know he's blurred those lines a little bit with uh some of his comments and his promos before, but yeah, I could, I, I don't know. I think with him and The Miz, I think they're sort of the same on the same level when it comes to the mic. I don't think they're, for me, like the top echelon of being on, on the mic, basically, is like The Rock and, you know, Ric Flair and all those other people and CM Punk's, because let's be honest, CM Punk is legendary on the mic too, pipe bombs and everything. But I, I, I think like a tier below them would probably be like The Miz and MJF. Yeah. Well, I think they're very, very similar. Very similar. I, I do. Uh, I do like MJF. I went back to his old roots. It was loving. It was enjoyable. It was worth every moment. This rivalry is going to be extra spicy. It's going to be intense. It's going to be what we need at AEW. And I'm not saying that AEW needs anything because they're doing a fantastic fucking job at, at promoting and creating storylines and having great quality wrestling, but. When it comes to the edge that WWE lacks at some points during their yeah. shows, during the weeks, during the storylines, anything Punk does is edgy. Anything that Punk brings is edgy. So it's going to be a different look to see how MJF, who's not the edgiest of guys, he's just disrespectful, which is just funny and annoying at the same time. I hate MJF. Listen, listen when he said that his breath smells like shit. One match. He says breast smells like shit. That's because all the ass he's been kissing lately. I was yeah, just like, like, oh shit. And then he referenced John Cena, bro. Different. This is something TNT loves. Turner loves this. Um, it gives me old school WWE vibes, or actually yeah. old school WWF vibes. It gives me WWE with the Rock. Give me the what? Rock used to shit on people. Two wrestlers coming in, talking all this bullshit, and then going to the ring and beating the fuck out of each other, and the best man wins. Short, yeah. simple, sweet, but this is going to be 2022, not 2002 or 92, or how you want to go back in time and see two people beat the fuck out of each other for the for the for the for the thrill and the thrill of the fans. It's just it's just great. 
It's fun. Taking shots at WWE, taking shots at your past, taking shots at your future. He said, what are you doing now? He did it with Punk. He's doing that with MJF now. Punk did it with, with Kingston, you know, for full gear. So it's just like the, every match he's got in. Every well, they had they had bad blood from with. before, right? With Kingston and Punk. Kingston and Punk had beef from before. I don't want to call it beef. It was just like Eddie Kingston was the rookie coming in. And they yeah. said this guy is nice and had all the expectations of him to be great. And he didn't hit that mark. Which is true. That's above you who you're trying to chase. Get put you at this level and you don't get there. That's your fault. There's no one else's fault but yours. And Eddie Kingston being the selfish guy that he is when it comes to his career, got him got took that offense to that, which who wouldn't want to take offense to that. And they went out of the full gear. So it was great. MJF's gonna be the same thing. I think MJF has been challenged many times, but when it comes to pound for pound overall talent as a worker, this is gonna be his biggest challenge yet. Chris Jericho is great, but Chris Jericho is on his way out, you know, he's had a lot of wrestlers in the past. He's gone against with great wrestlers, but nobody has the um, repertoire and the uh, known track record that Punk has. Now, whether Punk's been on for seven years, whether or not he's still, he's still got, he hasn't lost a step. He looks better than ever. So let's see what is, is it going to, I don't think Punk's going to lose this. I don't think Punk's going to lose for a while, but this is MGF is going to be the one who's going to benefit most out of this match. He's going to make him. He's going to make him look good. And the thing is, like, is good. MJ, yeah, and MJF is looking like an old school heel from back in the day. Like he just oh. talks a lot of. He basically talks a lot of shit, but his shit is basically like he says, like you said, he says crazy things. But like the shit he says, like when he was quoting, uh, he basically referred to John Cena character, which was. I, I was I was cracking up when he said that. That that's yeah, when my like, team. Yeah, shots of the company your your opponent used to work for. Take shots of the company you're competing against now. The John Cena one is hilarious. That, that, that killed me. He was his man out of. He I said, think, "Yeah, you might as well come. He might as well do hustle loyalty and respect." I was like, "Holy oh, shit!" Uh, <laughs> beautiful. And, you, and and to be honest with you, I would side with MGF more than I would side with Punk. Uh, I think, really? Yes, I think they. I think first of all, their training shots. Uh, MGF is more spot on. To be honest with you, and and I'm probably gonna say, oh, you're just a hater. When I, I think CM Punk's run in W and uh, AEW has been a little bit disappointing. You think um, so? Yes, because it's not an edgier Punk. It's what MJF said. It's like it's like he's like Cena or Mr. Triple H, Mr. Which, Mr. PG. He called it Mr. PG. That's what he which is kind of true. Like, um, the fact that Punk is thanking the crowd. Uh, um, saying good thing about his uh, his opponent and whatnot. That's not the punk that I remember. Um, I mean, in humble, he just got back from seven years. Of, well, call a fire because the two years left WWE guys asked me the UFC. We ain't gonna talk about that. But yeah, you know, which was a shot by MJF. Our competition for like five, a good five six years. The combat's gonna be back. I'm happy. Da, 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 da. So this will be now when Punk goes back to what Punk be. No, Punk's being Punk. You know, maybe maybe the 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 wordplay is what it used to be, but when it comes to the, when it comes to wrestling and the actual competition, I think it's better than ever. He's not lost a step, and I would strongly disagree with you. Really, I I, <laughs> I would strongly disagree with you because, uh, it, it uh, he's I mean yes he he took to say that he was better than ever. I I, I don't know. I, I really can't agree with you because, um. He he's lost a step, and it and it's known. Um, now, 
again, I think give him a couple more matches. Can he get to that's that the, level seven again? Years of, that's just seven years of ring rest. So that's how I see it. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, can he get to that level again? Absolutely. I just haven't seen it yet. Um, we've 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 all seen it. I think from Edge. Yeah, um, I, I think the first Punk, time back was great, and then the more at, that WrestleMania match with Orin, you could tell that like, yo Edge is a little bit off a bit. It's not bad, right? But you could no, tell he's yeah, he was fatigued. Yeah. But then after a while, you know, having the the you know the matches, uh, you know the, that third match with with Orton, and then that whole feud with Seth Rollins, it's like ah, see, this is the Edge that. And I think the same thing is going to happen with Punk. Um, he's just again still trying to figure out his body, um, you know, and fatigue, you know, kicks in and whatnot. But um, I, I did like the way that that Punk did reply to MJF, saying, you know, that he wasn't a, a pillar anymore; that he was replaced by Britt Baker. Um, and the fact that he said that uh, unless Tony Khan had a, a daughter, he could marry. You know. Um, that's how he would become the you know the top guy in in AEW. So um it, 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 it was love just the a, love the shots. Yeah, it was just a master masterful like performance that's, that's by both Yeah, it was a masterful uh performance by both guys to be honest with you. Well, MJF hates WWE and so does CM Punk. So that I found that pretty hilarious because uh, MJF was a joke in WWE. He was basically a bodyguard the whole time he was there. <laughs> And well, yeah, he never he never got a true opportunity, but they never gave him a chance. But exactly, listen, <laughs> I don't think MJF is going um, anywhere, but his contract is up, and you know, oh, and uh, you know, uh, Henry, you said that you see him, uh, what like similar to Miz. I can see why, but here's the thing. And talk about Mike skills, not talk about wrestling ability, because I think they're a little bit both. They have no, I think here's the thing. Here's the biggest difference between MJF and The Miz. The Miz breaks character, and we've seen it on the new show. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Miz and Maurice. MJF that hilarious, by the way. M- MJF has a no fucks. He gives He's a no dickhead. fucks. No, but Miz has to break character because that's USA Network, so that's different. But but even outside of the ring, MJF doesn't doesn't break character, and I love it. He's like the ultimate true heel. Like you could tell that the Miz has a heart, at least. Well, yeah, MJF. I know that <laughs> MJF does it. Spirits. Actually, speaking of it, I think there was a video that came out. It was a uh, Sammy Guerrero, the Spanish guys, and uh, him. They were at a wrestling convention. I don't know where the fuck it was at. I know they showed Sammy Guerrero's one first, where he destroyed a wrestler that a kid had. But then MJF, he's like, can I get your autograph? And MJF was in heel character. He's like, I'm not giving you no fucking autograph with this shitty action figure. <laughs> he ripped the box, and then he ripped the figure. And he said, oh, you want an autograph? Sign the paper. And I think, I believe it was him. I think it was him. And then he threw it, threw the paper, like, okay, here's your autograph. I was like, no, he's a dickhead, bro. And people hate him. I hate him. But he's so fucking good at what he does. So I got to credit when credit is due. But yeah, you know oh, what? Yeah. The, this this back and forth promo, again, is 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 what's going to make the match even that much bigger and better. Because yeah. I had low expectations on that Punk and Kingston fight. Very low. And it surpassed it by, you know, by a mile. You know what I'm saying? So um the hype is already there for for mjf and punks so uh, i'm sure they're they're gonna deliver so i agree no, I'm, I'm i'm with you on that no disagreements here uh before we 
get to the end of this, I had one thing I want to bring up. And this, uh, I read, I don't know, it came out during the week, but I read it yesterday. So that FaceTime view. Um, <laughs> old, old habits die really slow and old, old ideas and old manners. No, they, they last forever. Eric Bischoff has broke news at a, I don't know if it was a podcast, but he had a, he, during, a, during an interview, he came on and said how he thinks he can bring WCW back and WCW would beat both AEW and WWE um, when it comes to ratings. He goes, I wouldn't, I, if I pulled, if I'm a credit, quote was, I wouldn't have no comedy championship. I wouldn't have storylines that would last three years to finish. Give me WCW starting tomorrow at any channel, and I will dominate the airways. And I'll paraphrase I'm quote, a, end quote. So I'm I'm I have one thing quote, to that. Because I think smoking, he's retarded. Smoking, di- smoking dick. That's what he's smoking, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that straight up. Because, listen, when he was with WWE, he had that high position. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And then he left. So, I don't know what he's on. <laughs> he's been in this business for so long, and I see what he's getting at. And I'm not, I'm not bashing him for his ideas because he is right. There's a lot of things that are wrong with WWE and AW, but we all know it, and we all appreciate that for what it is. You know what I mean? Like we all get it. But, but he a, wasn't the mind. He wasn't the mind behind WCW. He was one of the minds, but there was Vince right. Russo. There was a whole bunch of people run it. So it wasn't like you you weren't you were being told what to do. Now with Raw, he was the man on Raw. He had a lot of great matches, a lot of great gimmicks. The Chamber, the Senate Third. There was a lot, lot, lot of goods of being given. But like all, all I'm gonna say regarding this situation, you need to get checked mental health. That if Paul Heyman were to say what you just said, I would say I absolutely agree with Paul Heyman. I absolutely agree with Paul Heyman. With Eric Bischoff, then yeah, I I, I don't but believe it. Listen, that's why it. I say that's why I said the smoking dick coming because he's I don't. If it was Paul Heyman, he has more credibility. But for me, Eric Bischoff, especially since he failed when he was that thing in WWE twice, pretty much twice, pretty much Not lost everything. Twice, where, where, where do you where do you, leave, where do you where do you leave the Impact run? Impact was yeah, good, was but he got what he wanted, and the problem with I, that, I didn't, I, I didn't like his impact run at all. Him and Hogan, because mm-hmm. you had. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he had a, a backstage role with, with Impact, and uh, Impact at that time was at a really, really low point. So, um, he had, he got what he wanted, but but the, but then again, we don't, we don't truly know the details, you know, to to. No. We know what but, uh, we know. What we have information on. So right, right. With WCW, but, he was given the keys, but it wasn't he right. created what he wanted to create with WCW, and it fell apart. And that was all, you know, trying to take it on WWE instead of being your own thing. What AW doing is they're doing their own thing. That's where they're winning in this competition between him, between Khan and Vince McMahon. AW is doing their own thing. They don't care about WWE. They're just doing they're just doing what they're doing, but better. If you really tell me no fighting, we're gonna fuck WWE or fuck SmackDown, NXT. What they're not doing that. They're just doing what they're doing I, best, and that's better than what WWE's doing. I feel like if 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 there were two guys, right, right, that that can put a, a wrestling promotion to 
I'm not gonna say beat AEW or beat to at least challenge AEW and WWE are Paul Heyman and Triple H. Yes. I think those two are the only two right now that I can say if they had enough funds to create a wrestling promotion that would um, gather viewerships, ratings, and can compete with AEW and WWE are those two. In regards to Bischoff's impact run, Bischoff was able to do what he wanted to do, and that's why it was good. You had Styles. You had um, Samoa Joe. You had um, the Dudleys, you had Jeff Hardy, you had Sting, you had Jeff Jarrett, you had Hogan, you had Booker T. You had a bunch of these guys putting in, the guys that you wanted to bring in to create better talent. And you created, for, what was it, a three, four-year period at Impact? Like, I mean, it was... I hated it. I thought Impact, his Impact run was ass. I just, I didn't like it. Well, based out upon what he did WWE and what, he was handcuffed to WWE. Vince, he hired, he was hired by Vince because Vince beat his ass. And Vince, okay, now you work for me. Do what you did at WCW and do it here for me now. Here you go. But it wasn't his, that was Vince doing all the work. Eric Bischoff was just the mic guy. Same thing with, with WCW. Ted Turner was the guy there. Eric Bischoff just did, just did what Ted Turner told him to do. But Impact, Dixie Carter just let uh, Bischoff create on his own. Let him do what he wanted to do. And it was good. It was a fun run. It just happened to be where they ran out of money, and they had some. Yeah, so and that's that's not Bischoff's fault. That's the company not backing Bischoff up. Same with Paul Heyman. A- ECW was fun. ECW wasn't giving them the money to create. That's why they were in the Hammerstein Ballroom every was every every Thursday, every Thursday for three years. They were there. They couldn't go nowhere. So you're limited at what you can do for growth. It just, it just, that's just the name of the business. You can't make money. That's it. Triple H was dominating WWE and he was giving NXT to work on here. This is, you know, create this and create a masterpiece for four years. He had a masterpiece, was doing better than Raw and SmackDown. Soto has been on record saying it several times, even Ashby several times. NXT is better than Raw and SmackDown, even, even with. The merger with the Fox merger, and that's, and that's why they took. Better. That's why they took him out from the position because they didn't want that. Now they want to knock it back down because they're like, oh, well, we can't do this. And now Fox is the new guy. NXT is still good. It's just it's maybe half of what it once was before. Mm-hmm. And Raw is still trying to get back together, trying to get right. It was doing better when Heyman was there, but now they took Heyman off of writing, and Heyman is working with SmackDown, doing different things backstage. That's about it for that. But in regards to anything else, like Bischoff, no. And if he can do it, I'll ask you guys, where could he go when it comes to a TV station? Where would he go? Would he do Ring of Honor and do Spike? Would he do Paramount? Like, what, what would you, if he can go anywhere to compete with Fox and USA? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's the thing. I don't know because, <clears throat> you know, um, Fox USA and Turner are the three stations being run in wrestling. Like anywhere, I don't think that he would even yeah, be smart enough know. to do it. I don't think he'd do anything. If he did anything, it'd probably be like a streaming thing, like a YouTube or something, just a small little thing. Because I don't think networks are going to give him a chance. They're going to look at his track record and say he failed twice in WWE and he he didn't do that much better in Impact. So who's going to be crazy enough to give him? TV contract to start a new promotion. Okay. I'm going to ask you guys 
So that'll do it for us on today's episode of the Sunset Foot Wrestling Podcast. We would appreciate having you first and foremost. Thanks for coming back on. Appreciate you I appreciate back you on. Let's not make this the last time. Let's keep it. You are more than welcome to come back whenever you want, whenever you feel like it. I appreciate uh, that. Soto, my dog, once again, another great episode. Absolutely. That's, that's, my, my one thing wow. is, why are you a Yankees fan? You are, you got a Pittsburgh Pirates jacket on. I think I've explained this like three, four, five, six times. I was shopping on Amazon. I saw it. It was on sale for like 15, 20 bucks, Majestic. And it's probably one of my favorite uh, things to wear. Your favorite? Uh, you the Yankee ones? Huh? You could have yes. found the Yankee ones? Nope. It was... Oh. Uh, it, it was like from it was like on sale from like sixty bucks to like twenty bucks, and I was like, "Well, you know what? Buy it." Black Friday weekend, everybody. Let's uh, let's send Soto some money to uh, get him a uh, Yankees. Uh, <laughs> no need. I actually with uh, Black Friday, I I bought like ten shirts on <laughs> WWE Shop. No, no, no. I bought I bought ten shirts on WWE Shop. Um, and. It was actually pretty affordable. The the cheapest one, I, I don't know, it was like five bucks. It was a, a Chiampa sh- uh, Chiampa shirt. So I was like, oh, okay. Was that on Play. sale? Was that, you know? No, it was on sale. It was like, He's, from uh, like on his way from tw- no, like $20 stuff, like five bucks. I was like, mm. bye. I saw, I I saw some like, yeah, I, I saw some like retro shirts, like Undertaker, Kane, and Stone Cold. I was like, click, click, click. And yeah. I should be yeah, do. You want some W material? Go to ww.com. It's our shop. Go check that out. Uh everybody on Black Friday. Be safe shopping this weekend. It is intense. I know yesterday when I was working, it was crazy on Black Friday. Everybody be safe. I'm here for Cyber Monday because I'm not going out doing this nonsense. Cyber Monday we were doing or Amazon. I do it this week. I'll probably do a little bit shopping myself. Um, Henry, was it bad by you? Uh, I didn't go out because it was snowing over here a little bit, but I do most of my shopping online anyway, so yeah. I typically try I mean, to avoid stuff. <laughs> check us on all social media. Uh, check us on Instagram at sunset underscore flip underscore wrestling. Check us out on Twitter at flip wrestling and check us out on Facebook at the sunset flip wrestling podcast page. We are on all podcast streaming platforms. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google breaker radio public. Uh, 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 pocket cash. We're on a whole bunch of stations. I gotta get hold of Westwood One. We gotta get there. That's the that's the big time. That's 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 the big house. We have to get over there at some point. Um, shout out to Anchor. We are a lot. This is our home station. Henry, we appreciate you for all the work you helped me out with. Uh, I know Henry with his podcast. Senpai says you help him a lot with his stuff. So we appreciate you guys from the bottom of our hearts. It's his holiday season is gonna be intense for wrestling for us. I suppose everything else. Other than that. That'll do it for us, folks. Y'all stay safe, and I'll catch you next week.